Hello, welcome to the latest edition of the ALS Association Greater Philadelphia Chapter Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Heil, the Director of Communications here at the Chapter. And uh, with me today is my friend and colleague, Jamie Piggott, who is going to talk about one of the most exciting campaigns that's going on here at the ALS Association, the 50 in 30 Challenge. Uh, This campaign is much different than the presidential campaigns ongoing right now because, one, uh, the person involved is actually going to every single state, and that rarely happens for anybody. Um, and two, uh, everybody likes Larry <laughs> across the country. Now, Larry Kaplan is a volunteer with the ALS Association, Greater Philadelphia Chapter, um, who's been involved for 20 years. Uh, he got involved because of the Philadelphia Phillies connection, and he doesn't have a personal family connection, and yet he is really committed because of the many friends he's met and made throughout the years to helping to fund patient care research. And this year, uh, following the Ice Bucket Challenges of the last couple years, he's decided to take on a really ambitious project, traveling to every single state in the country to do unique challenges uh, to raise money and awareness for the ALS cause. As we get into this conversation, I want to let you know that you can donate to Larry's work at www.50in30.org. That's 50in30.org. Or go to our website, alsphiladelphia.org, and you can link there. And you can also see a lot of the videos at 50in30.org. All of the videos have gone gone on so far of his challenges, uh, as well as pictures. Or you can uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at alsphiladelphia uh, for all sorts of information about the ALS cause and how you can get involved. So, Jamie, you are here today. Yes. Because, well, you're here most days because you work here. Uh, but you are here today because you don't just follow this on Facebook. You don't just follow Larry and his journey on Twitter. You went out and joined Larry Kaplan. You left here as a member of our chapter staff to help him on the road because you knew this was a big deal. So Yeah, I followed him in the passenger seat and watched it firsthand, which was a, an amazing adventure that Larry's doing and, and, and uh, just really an incredible experience meeting all these, you know, families and patients and people, strangers, um, on-site people. It, it was truly an incredible experience. So you, so Larry started this on, on August 1st. Yeah, down he, in Delaware. It's 50 and 30 to get everything done in the month of August. Right. And... He started in Delaware with a watermelon challenge Right. Uh, with Governor Jack Markell came out. And I um, really want to thank the Governor Markell. Uh, his office helped set up the event in Wilmington. Um, but he had a personal thing that ha- happened at the last minute. And he asked us to move because he wanted to be there. He, right. could, he could have said, I'm sorry, last minute. I really can't. And it would have been understandable. But people want to be involved and help this really great campaign. Correct. So I was at that one, and you were there. Yeah, and you know, you were like, "I want to keep on going with this. I want to help out as much as I can." Yeah, it was exciting just even seeing that first one, mm-hmm. uh, and just seeing the uh, the enthusiasm and the, the excitement. What what this uh, his journey was going to take uh, was something that I, I wanted to be on board with from the beginning. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a huge dedication. I mean, you got a guy that's driving. All forty-eight states and flying to you know Alaska and Hawaii, he's leaving his his job. He's leaving his you know his 
his work, his wife, his kids. He's leaving everything behind um, to do this all in the name of ALS. Right. And creating awareness, trying to raise funds. And uh, it's truly remarkable. And, you know, I something that's admirable. And, you know, it's exciting to me to see what he's doing for, you know, the patients out there that have ALS. I felt lazy just hearing him talk about it. And then I felt even lazier when you're like, I'm going to go because I, I can't compete with that. Uh, so Larry kept going. He never, he hasn't stopped yet. He went from Delaware, then to New Jersey for a blueberry bucket challenge, mm-hmm. went up to New England, up to Connecticut and Rhode Island and, um, and Massachusetts with a lot of great people up there. Um, really want to thank Lynn Abramson from the, uh, Massachusetts chapter, uh, for helping to organize something in that area. But then you joined him about a week ago or two weeks ago, right? Yeah. Two weeks ago. And so you left the Philadelphia area. And I joined him over in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. And that I'm sure that this was your dream to go to Cleveland. <laughs> well, my dream is to uh, to find a cure for ALS. And if and if that's going to be you know part of it, and if my journey starts in Cleveland, then I, I bought all in. So Your other dream was to own the... Dallas Cowboys? No, um, uh, the New York Mets. The New York, <laughs> or the Denver Broncos. <laughs> or the Denver Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> that would be disappointing. Yeah. Well, Homer Simpson owned the Denver Broncos. No one's going to understand this <clears throat> joke. No, it's okay. Except for us and and one or two other people who uh, follow the podcast. So you, but a, a few months ago, you wouldn't have thought you were going to Cleveland. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, w- I was all in. I, I was, you know, I wanted to see it and be a part of it and, mm-hmm. and live it and and uh, you know and I jumped right in you, you, you did and Larry's yeah. been doing more than jumping yeah uh, so he's been dumping he's been dumping so you met up with Larry in Cleveland Ohio and uh, the person out there Mary Wheelock with the Ohio chapter she was awesome I mean I'm in Cleveland for an hour and then you know the first person I see is Mary and you know she was so supportive and so excited she brought a board member out mm-hmm. um, she and uh it was it was just a you know great great way to start off, um, and it it was great because where we had the location, it was um, you know it was a bakery that was really popular um, in in Cleveland, and but the awareness like you know Larry doing the the uh, the bucket of you know chocolate ganache and and all that it was it was messy it was messy they've I'm all saying, been messy oh it was crazy and I'm thinking like. What am I in for? Mm-hmm. Know, I, I mean, I got as they are dumping the buckets and I'm filming, I'm getting splattered right. because I'm right there. And, of course, uh, but you had uh, TV coverage there. Mm-hmm. You had a newspaper reporter there. You had um, a councilman come out who actually did the, the dumping, um, which was really cool and it created awareness. But what happened is, as as the owner of the bakery was watching this and seeing, you know, this you know this this campaign that Larry's doing and. The support that he was getting from a Mary and a board director and the local media, it ended up that you know the, this woman wanted to help out, and she went to Mary and was like, "Hey, how can I, you know, how can I help out? I want to, you know, and like now she wants to volunteer. She can donate, you know, if there was like fundraising, mm-hmm. or, you know, you know, whatever for her bakery, she could start a walk team." And it was just really cool to see, you know, for my first experience in the state to see something like that happen, uh, where all the all the puzzle pieces came together. Was, and from the start, you can see that when people get involved, the awareness and the uniqueness of yeah. this um, 
Because people have seen the Ice Bucket Challenge. And right. it's great. And if people want to do it, please do it. We'll help you spread awareness. The, the Wharton School just did one, which was really yeah. great. Um, but it's like um, in Ocean's 12 or Ocean's 13, the where Don Keel says, you can't do the same gag. You have to do a different gag. Yeah. You know, you, you, and you don't even know why, but you have to to get the attention. Right. So Larry's like, it's got to be different, 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 different. Yeah. And, and, and people come out to volunteer. Yeah, and and it was great. And then you and he's trying to get cleaned up. And then there's people that are actually like like, hey, how can I help you get cleaned up? Mm-hmm. Because until you actually see it, mm-hmm. and or uh, and and just see what he's actually doing and why he's doing it, it it's uh, it, it's it's crazy. And mm-hmm. he's, and if you if somebody wanted to create awareness it, and and make a make a statement, it would be Larry Kaplan. Oh yeah. And he's all into making a statement, and he has for years. Yeah, you couldn't ask for a better person to to do what he's doing. I don't know anyone else that would have done this. No, no one in my none of my friends, family, the people I know here, and there's a lot of great people that help the cause. But you know, if you told someone, "Hey, could you go along the New England area and do this?" Like, all right, maybe, sure. It's kind of odd. Like, it's not a request you would make of somebody, right? And we did not ask Larry to do this. It was was, all on him. It was his idea. And then you think about it, even if you said like, hey, for a month, I'm just going to drive through every state. And and then, but he put a spin on it. He's like, I'm going to do a bucket challenge and make it state themed and all that. Like, so he's not even just driving through, you know, going through 50 states in in a month. He's actually doing something while he's in that state. And you think about how few people actually in their lifetime get to go to all 50 states now he's yeah. at, and he's actually doing it in a month and not driving through or landing in somewhere he's actually putting his feet on the ground in each state and making an impact and it's i mean there's not i mean you can't think about how many people have actually in their lifetime can do that and here's a guy that's doing it for als right which is pretty incredible yeah there's I, we were we were joking more people have walked on the moon than what larry's doing well, literally, because no one else has done exactly what Larry. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, but that, that was kind of our, you know, mantra. More people have done pretty much anything <laughs> than, what, than what Larry's doing. Right. But, right. but you, you look at it in that perspective, and that gives you know some sort of motivation. Like, well, you know, and I'm sure he's thinking like, well, this, you know, this, I'm doing something that's impactful. Right. And, he definitely is. Uh, so. You went out there to Ohio, and then you stayed with Larry for a few days because you, because we want this to succeed. We really, the chapter is really grateful to Larry for trying this. Um, and where did you go next? Where what did you do? Because you went to a bunch of states. Yeah, we. Yeah, I went eight days, sixteen states. Sixteen. That's two states a day. On I, I'm tired when I go to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> It was. Um, I'm. I feel you're older than me, and I feel old. I mean, I, you you look younger than me because you have hair. Yes, but no one can tell on the podcast. So, uh, you know what? For for as exhausting that it is, it was also so motivating mm-hmm. and energizing. And um, you know, some of the some of the hours in the car were really long. Right. Um, and you just had to get to that next spot. And you know, you were we were limited with spotty wi-fi or spotty coverage to use the phone so it was just you know a little bit of stress on that and and just preparing for that next stop and then you know you kind of scratch your head sometimes be like i'm driving through indiana and what am i doing and then you go to that spot and then 
you start setting up and you see people's eyes get wider and they want to hear what the story is and why are you doing this and right. they see it and then you get energized you're like wow that went really cool and like even if one person thinks differently about how they view ALS or how they can donate or how they can volunteer it's going to make a difference and then so maybe that five hour ride was a really long ride that that hour at you know that spot where you meet people it was so energizing it, it just takes over so. right and to turn america is already great yes there's a lot of great things all over the place mm -hmm. but no offense to any of these states you went to but a lot of it is boring right like when you're driving because and and people there know that when you're mm -hmm. like we we were discussing before this i spent some time in iowa iowa is a fantastic state but even then, they're like, yeah, you're going to drive for two hours through – there's nothing to see for two hours. So yeah. sometimes you're driving and it's just – I just want to see a building just to <laughs> say I saw something. Well, that, and that was the case a lot of times. Right. And, and uh, Iowa, um, it was – literally, it was what you would expect, cornfields and windmills, mm -hmm. like tons of them. And uh, one of the things that drove me nuts on the first day, um, Larry brought up. Along all these major highways, there's a, there's a fence that's maybe two or three feet high that border the the interstate, uh -huh. maybe you know fifty yards in off the road, right? And it would drive me nuts because every road had this fence. Mm -hmm. So I get I got obsessed looking at you know this fence that drove because now when you drive in you know on these highways, you're going to see this like wire fence everywhere. Every state, every highway had this. So it would be uh, a little crazy. Well, I, when I was in Iowa, I learned this game that you play on the highway called Cows on My Side, mm -hmm. where if you're in a car and you're on the passenger side, driver's side, to like it, because you're going to see a lot of cows. Right. And you see that in Pennsylvania, too. Oh, yeah. Pennsylvania is a very big state. I and mean, I drive to Pittsburgh and love Pittsburgh, love Philly, love every place, in, love, love the places in between. It's a boring drive. <laughs> Uh, but like cows on my side, yep. cows on your side, and you have to be the one. It's not the most fun thing. You count how many cows. In That's a lot to count when you're driving yeah. 70 miles an hour. That's true. So, but it's funny because we would be in, we would show up at a destination, and we would be like, "Oh, you know what this looks like? It looks like Chester County, mm -hmm. or it looks like Berks County, or, right?" And just just the geographic location, mm -hmm. and uh, or you know this this town looks like Ambler, right? You know, it, so towns of, look the same in a lot of ways. Yeah. So you went to Cleveland, and then where, where other? Because you don't have to name all the states, but what what did you do? So we, we went and uh, we went to um, West Virginia. Mm -hmm. and did barbecue sauce. That was a really cool one. That was a great one. It's a great picture. Great, yeah. great video. And then um, and the the, the staff uh, was so on board, and uh, they really really accommodated us. We had you know media coverage out there. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the, the employees volunteered to get dumped on and that that adds excitement to the staff and you know that that just even creates more awareness because you know what all he's like that employee was so excited that he's going to spread you know he got on twitter and and he started following it and so th those were the exciting things so west virginia you you know turned out to be a positive experience yeah it, I, that was up until that point I think that was uh, the most entertaining one to see because of how messy it was. Oh, yeah. And it just took forever. Which is kind of a neat thing, watching the 50 and 30 yeah. videos. And you can watch all these videos at www50and30.org. We still have some more to put up that Larry's done recently because 
constantly going. He's already been to Alaska and Hawaii, yeah, which is incredible itself. Um, but you'll see that some of the they're all great, but some of them are messier than others. Yeah. So you went, you did the barbecue sauce in West Virginia, and then we ended up going to the next stop was Louisville Slugger. Mm, that was really neat. It was really neat, and it was different because mm-hmm. it was the wood shavings from all the bats that they made, and they put it in a big bucket. And you would think like, man, it's wood shavings, it's unique, it's Louisville Slugger. But then um, it was funny because they they asked us if we wanted to take a tour, and we looked at our watch, and we said we got we have twelve minutes, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the. The manager, the operator of Louisville Slugger, took us back into this room, and she was looking around, and she opened up a special case and pulled it out, and she pulled out a Lou Gehrig bat. Wow. An original Lou Gehrig bat, and it was actually in framed, and like we could it was just case enclosed. And it was awesome because here's this woman that, like you think, oh, wood shavings in a bat, but she took it a step further and was like, this is about Lou Gehrig's disease. This is something that's different. This is going to, and it, it was actually one of the highlights of the trip. Oh yeah. Just to, she pulls it out and you're, you, you know, no matter what happens next, it's going to be a highlight of the trip. Yeah. It, it was, it was really amazing. And, and, um, and that was a, that was, a, you know, you would think that like somebody would be like, Oh, we're, you know, we make bats, but just to take that, that extra, extra step was pretty cool to show us that, you know, and it, and it served as a stark reminder of, of what Larry is doing. Right. Cause it's some States. Yeah. It's very easy to get people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not that easy to get people that can be on hand. Right. Larry's got to get up beyond like, like he's at 12 minutes. So Larry's got to be on a very tight schedule yeah. to make the next thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, because and we didn't mention this, but you have ALS connections. Um, your friend Wes, yeah. who's our friend really. Um, He's really your your introduction to the disease, right? Before you started here, so you know, like if you if you called up Wes and said, "Hey, can you be there at this thing at nine a.m.?" You'd be like, "I'm sorry, I can't because right. it's not that easy to do." Mm-hmm. But yet you're still you're still seeing reminders of of it. Absolutely. Through, even if even if a patient can't be there, but you've met people affected by ALS. So tell us some of those stories because you were. In lots of great places, and you met some people affected by it. Uh, well, two different stories. One, we ended up in Kalamazoo, Michigan. As one is. Yeah, yeah people. <laughs> who doesn't go to Kalamazoo at all? I, I said, I'm here again. Right. Yeah. Was, <laughs> you know, it was old hat for me. Just right. To, Your vacation home. Yeah. Um, but so we, we were at um, Sweetwater Donuts, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, they, they were so nice. They actually promoted it. They put a sign out on the road, Welcome Larry Kaplan, 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was I felt like I, you know, I pulled up, you know, I was with a rock star and the staff was there. And one of the things that Larry would do is really incorporate everybody that was there and talk to everybody. And then he would always joke like, oh, you know, you're getting dumped today, right? And point to someone. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, he made that joke. Everybody kind of laughs. And then you just hear in the back, like, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. And there's this guy that just comes out from the kitchen. And, you know, we're like, all right, if you want to, you know, get... You know, cherry glaze and, you know, chocolate dumped over you and donut holes and sprinkles, like, you're all in. So Larry's getting prepped and, and everything, and, and we ask him, like, oh, are you aware of ALS? And he was like, actually, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my uncle that I was very close to passed away a couple of years ago hmm. from ALS, and I don't I don't talk much about it, but this, I, this is what I want to do. And we were like you're here to honor your uncle. And he's like, yeah, I, whatever we could do, I, it's such a deadly disease. And you wouldn't have known that five minutes earlier. No, not at all. And then, and then there's people that like, 
didn't, he doesn't even, he's, he's a very, you know, quiet guy, works in the back, but everybody was just, I mean, it went from Larry being the rock star and being like the, the, the spotlight on Larry to the, it just shifted onto this guy. And, and it was so neat to see his, you know, his peers, his friends, his coworkers that, you know, the staff really embrace him and really uplift him. And, and it was just really neat to see that, that dynamic of, you know, here's a guy that was affected by ALS, doesn't talk much about it, but, um, but now they, they can understand why, you know, he would do something like that. Yeah. And, and I know you have other stories, but that's kind of a reminder that ALS doesn't know any boundaries, mm -hmm. whether geographic or socioeconomic or right. racial or anything like, like that. So you know that the way it affects people, whether they have it or mm -hmm. they lose someone to it or, or, or caring for someone, you know, really hits home, but that's a very, yeah. I think you said, stark reality that people face every day. It, it, yeah, because who would if we picked out anybody, nobody would have done it, but this guy just out of, it really, it was like a phoenix out of the air, like, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. And But this was his mission. This is what maybe he wanted to do to honor his uncle that he was close to that was afflicted with the disease. And that was just awesome. And then he talked mm -hmm. to the guy, and, you know, he didn't have much to say except for he, no, he was there to honor his, his uncle. That's pretty incredible. It, it really is. And then he went right back to work. He washed his hair. He got, he got hosed down and went right back to work. See, that's America. Yeah, that's, America that's, is I was, great. I was impressed by that. But it was neat to see the bond between Larry and, and this gentleman. And uh, it was pretty cool. That, that is really that is really neat. And that wouldn't have happened if Larry wasn't doing this really creative thing. Right. And again, if you're listening, please go to www.50in30.org. Uh, Larry's making a difference. And you can make a difference with your donation. Uh, and sharing the information right now. So that wasn't the only story. Now, the other one that, that really, you know, it, it was an emotional week, and it was it was actually my last stop, and it was in Topeka. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm tired, I'm excited, I'm motivated, I'm inspired. Um, it's just so many different emotions running through me. But we ended up going to Topeka. We woke up early. Larry got was doing live interviews with the local Topeka television through and mm -hmm. uh we had an exciting morning i saw there. those pictures it was still dark out when you were getting it was ready. it was yeah it was it was dark and you know he but and that that was what people don't see is the dedication uh of like i think larry might have had three hours of sleep that night but he woke up got ready and and showed up to to be interviewed mm -hmm. and the interview spots were only you know maybe a minute long right and then you had to wait another half hour and another minute long and i mean that in itself is dedication but after the interview uh larry got to dump uh finally it was the uh dumper not the dumpy and he dumped it on the, the tv reporter i saw that that yeah. was great that austin barnes uh-huh and um so because it was in the morning larry was able to dump uh cheerios milk syrup uh, oatmeal on orange juice. He mixed it up and dumped he it. He didn't steal it from the hotel, did he? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <Albert. laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, so he was able to get, um, somebody was able to donate that stuff to, to Larry mm -hmm. to dump it on Austin. And then we uh, it got cleaned up and then we went to Topeka to the Capitol Steps and there we had, um, it, was, it was amazing. We had three different uh, generations of how ALS affects people. The first one was this, this wonderful, beautiful grandmother. She was in a wheelchair. She could hardly speak. Mm -hmm. She had to do a lot of writing on, on a pad. 
Um, and she was there with all of her grandchildren. Cousins. Like, she brought a huge family, like 20 plus. Wow. And um, so we talked to her, and she's just excited to be there and, and appreciative of what Larry's doing. And then you look over, and then there was a uh, young young mom there, uh, early 30s with her daughter there. And, uh, and she was in the wheelchair, and it was just her and her daughter and it, she was like i'm here to do whatever you guys need me to do and mm-hmm. like do you want to get dumped she's like okay you know yeah. and she was right, a lot to ask she actually thought she was getting the ice ice bucket oh so she came with a towel and a bathing suit and larry's like now we're gonna do flavored you know sunflower seeds because this the sunflower yeah and uh that's but, not as bad as some other things right and uh but we he actually mixed the the sunflower seeds up with barbecue sauce and ranch Really? Just, just to make it sloppier because if it was just seeds, it was just that's it. But he he convinced uh, he convinced her to do just dry seeds. Yeah, and um, that's what I would do. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, there was a family that came out, and um, it was like uh, mother, son, daughter. Um, it's just a great family, so four of them. And then they came with a picture of this grandmother, of, and it's a walk team. But they wanted to come out and support, you know, the the um, the caretaker or um, the, the nurse that helps them out. The lose the name, but her name's Juliet. They mm-hmm. wanted to come out and see her, and they have a great walk team. And um, so we have three different. We have you know these young and old, you know, all different generations. And we we do the bucket, and uh, everything's you know it's fun. Everybody's participating. Everybody's cheering. And then um, we go in Periscope, and we go to the, each of the patients. Like, how oh, how was it? And, mm-hmm. you know, the grandmother still had C's in her hair, but she was beaming. She was yeah. happy. The, the kids were, you know, the, her grandchildren were high-fiving. They loved it. We go over to to the young mom and, and the daughter. She was like, this is so great. She was still covered. Right. But she was like, oh, I love it. It's so much fun. And we went over to the to the walk team. And I was like, oh, how crazy is Larry? You know, right, and right, I, right. I go to the little boy, Shane, and he's 10 years old. And we find out that he is, um, in the summertime, he takes care of his grandmother. Wow. That's his, that's what he does in the summer. He's yeah. the caretaker. And, um, so we have it on Periscope and it was one of those moments, like you could just, it was an emotional time and we're on Periscope and everybody's watching and you don't want to zoom the camera in on this boy, right. but you also want to capture the story. And then like, and then I was like, Oh, you're, you're so great. You're a hero. You know, your, your grandmother, you know, was love it. And the little boy just starts crying. Oh, jeez. Just weeping. And then I, I thought I was pretty strong all week yeah. emotionally. I start crying. The family starts crying. And then just a, a boy 10 years old that takes care of his grandmother in the summertime to be with her and just see that emotional stress um, was just heartbreaking. Right. And it really puts it all in perspective. It, it puts it all in perspective. And then... Um, he, he gave me his, I'm wearing it now. I'm sure everybody on the podcast can see it, but, right. uh, he gave me his wristband that said, um, the best things to hold on to in life is each other. Wow. But he gave me his arm and like, so I'm trying to pull the periscope. I'm trying to pull the phone away to not videotape. Just, I don't want to like, you know, you want to make a spectacle of it. Yeah. yeah. But I also wanted to capture the moment because the, like it, he had, you know, an 80 year old woman and a 10 year old boy, two different, just the complete opposite circles yeah, of life. Yeah. And just the, the heaviness of what this disease does. Right. And I pulled Larry over and it was just like, this is why we're doing it. Right. Like, 
And I'm sure Larry was very impacted by all. Oh, it was unbelievable. He was, and and it that those are the rides in between the stops might be long and stressful and tiring, but when you get in that situation and you have these, just in even in that moment when you had these three different generations and how awful this disease is and how it's not fun and that and what it what it does to you, uh, to family members, caretaker, everything. It's just and the patients itself is that was amazing but truly sad at the same time and you know you mentioned topeka i think one thing that i've I've learned from watching larry and that i know personally from just working here and other things in life is that you kind of expect that the big metropolitan areas are where the action's going to be but there's so much striving for your attention Mm -hmm. even in philadelphia and philly's great but in any big city, it's like, well, there's a hundred things happening any given day. Right. So when Larry comes to a place like Topeka, which is a good place on its own, nothing against mm-hmm. Topeka, but it's, you know, it's a lot smaller. So suddenly you're able to get more attention, you're able to get more people because this is the thing to do that day. Yeah. And so you, and, and West Virginia, like, oh, well, who's going to, what you, you think before you get there that West Virginia is not going to be that big a deal, but then it's a really cool thing. It is. So... You know, you start this, I'm sure, Larry, thinking that the hot spots are going to be New York and L.A. and this and Boston. But really, it's oftentimes these lesser thought Kalamazoo. Of, uh, Kalamazoo, right. Topeka. You know, you have places yeah. that, you know, remind you that there's really good people doing good things mm-hmm. all over the country and not just and, in the places you might expect. And, and to second that, um, there's people that would... We would. We were actually in Kalamazoo. We we went out to dinner, and um, and you know it's, we we split a dinner. We, mm-hmm. we you know we just wanted to eat and get to bed. And so we're sitting there and we we're talking the story. And we met you know a group of people that were interning. They're all from different states, and they were like giving us ideas about where to go. And a, and a guy comes over and taps Larry on the shoulder and says, you know, like I want to hear. I'm overhearing your your your. Uh, you know, your experience, tell me a little bit more about it. And he was asking what was good, but what was bad. And Larry's like, you know, we're getting hotels donated, but right. but we're having a hard time getting them donated at some place. There's a gentleman in Kalamazoo, Michigan, that loved hearing the story and said, here's, here's my business card. Mm-hmm. I want you to email me. I want to help you guys out. And um, he ended up making some connections and using, so where it wasn't, Donating maybe to, to 50 and 30. It was donating where we wouldn't have to have any expenditures added on to the total. Where this guy was a complete stranger, bought into what Larry was doing, excited and loved what he was, his mission. And those were, there's so many good people in the world. Yeah. That, that did that. Like Larry ran into somebody who was like, I see your truck that has ALS. I, you know, we know what you're doing. Here's a Starbucks gift card, buy yourself a coffee. Right. It's, it's like it's just like people are good. Yeah, it, it, watching what Larry's doing, seeing how many people are willing. It was, the ice bucket challenge was incredible to see that people were willing to dump ice water on mm-hmm. themselves. But like you said, people were willing to dump um, barbecue sauce and all yeah. this stuff. And they don't say no when they realize what they're doing. Right. But, you know, it really is like, yeah, people are generally good. Yeah. You know, we, we all have our differences at times, but... You know, they want to make a difference, and they are. Yeah, and they hear it. And if we were at a restaurant in Kansas City, and 
they saw we, we had our shirts on and they're like, Oh, what's this all about? And we start talking. They, they, so they, they're from Chicago. Oh, you were right down the street from where our uh-huh. office is. And they wanted to hear it. And then they literally took out their phone. And we're like, we want to donate. Like, you know, and you know, we were, we told them like, you can go there and they donated. It was pretty cool. Like just right there in the middle of a busy, busy restaurant. Well, again, if you want to donate, you can get on your phone right now. Go to 50and30.org, make your donation, get a t-shirt, um, help Larry along the way. Um, you know, the, the we only have about 10 days left. Yeah. And it feels like uh, it feels like he's been the 100th the state at this point because all he's done. But So get there because he's got a lot more to do. And you know, we'll see you on the 30th in Philadelphia. So look for details on our website for that. Um now, you mentioned Kansas City because that was a really cool thing, too, being mm-hmm. out there, right? Correct. What, the, what was special in Kansas City? Wasn't there something special in the in Kansas City with Missouri? Were you were there at that one? Yeah, I was at Kansas City. Wasn't that with the Royals? Yeah, we, we we had a great experience at like with the Minnesota Twins and the Kansas City Royals opened their doors Oh, I forgot the Minnesota Twins. That was yeah. a really good one, too. That was they awesome. Had, they were um, with the team. Yeah. Uh, Hall of Famer. Uh Minnesota Twins Hall of Famer Kent Herbeck uh-huh. has a restaurant in the stadium. Um, his father passed away from ALS. Oh, I didn't realize that. And uh, so that was his connection. But he was totally on board. And uh, so he invited us to his restaurant. And um, he has a specialty drink. It's a Bloody Mary. But um, in the Bloody Mary is like bacon, uh, uh hamburgers sausage and all that it's, it's in a big bucket Ugh. and that's his specialty drink and uh he oh. actually here, here's a guy that's you know world champion he, he uh-huh. and he was totally he loved it and he poured, he himself actually poured the bucket on larry and uh-huh. and bought it all in and really appreciate what larry was doing and the the tv cameras were at minnesota and um we had a lot of media from fox sports and uh, it was great because uh, Jen, the uh, the executive director for the Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota chapter was there. So Larry got dumped, but Larry was like, donate to 50 and 30, but you can help out in other ways. Go to your local chapter and then turn it over to, the, you know, to that chapter. And they were like, you can sign up for walks. You can volunteer. You can donate. Like, right. It's got a longer lasting impact than yeah. just that couple minutes that he's there. Yeah. And it was great to have, you know, uh, Jen there and, you know, Ryan and, and Mike who, mm-hmm. who set it up. And uh, it's great to have that, to know that if you have TV cameras there and you get that exposure, you can, you can document this crazy thing that Larry is doing. But then you can say like, hey, you know, right. Well, you said this might have taken 30 seconds to dump something, but come out to a walk. Come support us. Do you know? Right. Do, do what you can, and it was just a great tool to have to, to to get the cameras out there, and then the cameras just could spread that awareness. It's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool to see. It's really the, the support for Major League Baseball. You know, we're we're really fortunate with mm-hmm. the support from the Philadelphia Phillies, and thankful for them for thirty years. But there's a lot of great yeah. Major League and Minor League teams that yeah we are very helpful. Yeah, we ended up in uh, Omaha for the Omaha Storm Chasers. And the the president and the GM Marty Cordero, he dumped it, and he he was like, wherever you guys need help, I'm all in. He mm-hmm. he was a big uh, so that's minor league baseball. And then we went to Kansas City, and um, uh, they were above and beyond supportive as well. Um, and they dumped barbecue sauce on it on uh, Larry, and 
the person that helped dump it was um, he works in the front office, but his his uh, grandfather is a, a Hall of Fame writer. He's actually in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. Baseball Hall of Fame, as a as a writer. And he his grandfather passed away from ALS. Oh wow! So he he wanted to participate, and like those are you're the, probably constantly surprised with these stories of people. That, it was am, it was amazing, and these are people like you, you talk to people, and you're like, well, you know, like oh, what are you doing? And it's like, oh, some you know, someone from my my past that passed away from ALS. Yeah. So again, when you are on that spot and you talk to somebody, you you get inspired by them, or you know, just the, these amazing stories and. Just the how proud he was of his grandfather, mm-hmm. and how proud the Royals organization was of his grandfather, and he could be, you know, doing an, you know, an event like dumping barbecue sauce on Larry. Kind of, you know, it was pretty cool for him to to be a part of it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just another reminder of the wide ranging people that can be affected. Absolutely. So I don't want to go on too much longer because we are hitting close to the forty minute mark here. But are there any other people that you want to really? Give a thank to, or um, you know, I, let people know about how special they are. Yeah, I, um, <clears throat> I, I really appreciate all the chapter support. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was like I mentioned, like uh, Northern Ohio. Um, I got to, got to meet them. Uh, the Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota. I mentioned you know Jen Ryan and, and and Mike, but Chelsea came out to South Dakota. And met us out there with Mike. It was really cool. To, and that was a long long drive for her too. Well, said, right? long drive for both of them. It's it, to leave their office to drive to South, it was four hours. Right. Just to come and support Larry and then to get back in the car and drive four hours home. And, you know, that was, I mean, that's dedication in itself and that's awesome. Yeah. And we, and we appreciate it. Um, had a, had a great time with, uh, the mid America chapter cause we got to hit three States with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sent a, um, I didn't think I was going to come back. I was ready to, you know, start working for them. Because I think the kids, your kids might be upset. They might be upset, but I'll tell you what, that, that chapter is great. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they work hard. Sherry. And Sherry. And uh, Lindy was great. Mm-hmm. Pat Ryan was great. Um, Juliet met us. At, uh, she's patient services. She met us in Topeka. It was just a wonderful experience. They they definitely rolled out, you know, the red carpet for us and made them made us feel really welcome and you yep. realize that the chapters are so different because we're able to do things other chapters can't oh yeah and um because of our longevity we're going to be celebrating mm-hmm. 40 years next year um just because of our base of support like mid-america you have hours worth of time between clinics right, right? like here you know we have the hershey medical center experimenting in telemedicine which is great but People can get to a clinic within an hour, an hour or, or less between Philly, Lehigh Valley, Hershey, everywhere. Right. Yeah. Whereas a lot of these places, you realize that there's special challenges that people have all over right. the country, and some people have, you know, two or three hats that they're wearing, like development and communications, and you know, they're you know they're they're understaffed in some of these places. And right. We have thirty plus staff. Yeah. With with over half of them being patient services. Yeah. Awesome being a part of this chapter, but there and the other chapters are great. But like you said, there's some chapters that have four people, yeah. And for them to take time for this is really yeah. incredible. And um, and when they're on site and they see what he's doing and the people that that he's meeting and the dedication that Larry's showing, plus with the TV camera showing up mm-hmm. with the reporters and and knowing that you know this could have a trickle down effect, I think they see the value. In doing that, oh so, yeah, um, which is great. And then, 
you know, Larry just says, hey, let the other chapters know we're coming through. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just cool. I also want to echo, as we wrap up, I want to echo a couple of things that Larry, you know, mentioned. Um, you know, he, when you watch the videos, he says, um, or watch the news clips, one of the things he always says is like, I, you know, I, I left my work. You know, I left um, my wife and kids. But after 30 days, I can go back to my my normal life. Yeah, I've when seen you, that in a lot of the clips. I'm saying that. But when uh, but when you have ALS, you don't get your normal life back. Right. And I think that's you know that was a big mantra for for Larry, and that's something that I know when I talk to other patients um, that really strikes them. That that really hits home with them, and and I know that they appreciate that. Um, the other thing w- with Larry was you know what he's trying to do is create awareness. Um, Awareness will lead to, to, to fundraising. Fundraising will lead to a cure. That, that money needs to come in. Yeah. Um, and it's important. It's fun to watch these videos. But what Larry says is like, it's fun watching this, but it's not fun having ALS. Right. And he really, I know that he, this is what he's focused on. He, he wants to, you know, make the, the lives of these patients much better. And he's, and he's, he's doing silly things, but he's taking it very seriously. He's taking it very seriously, and he's doing it for the patients. Right. Um, he's met so many people. We know the Colbys. We know yeah. the Shipmans. We know a lot of people that he's he's latched onto. Kevin Glenn, who yes. has ALS. A lot of people here in our area. Yeah. And again, they might not be in his family, but it's almost like it's family to him. Well, that was the thing, and they would ask him like, "Well, what's your affiliation with ALS?" Yep. And he's like, "No, but after volunteering." Mm-hmm. For 20 years, I got to know so many patients and the families right. that I feel like now, like, you know, I know all these people. And then it was just, but to see him do it and to see his dedication uh, and doing it for the patients is truly incredible. Yeah. It's amazing. And to see it firsthand was something that I'll never forget. Yeah. I don't know how you can. I mean, it's a trip you're, you never expected to take and one day yeah. it's going to live on forever. Um, so, yeah, that's, I mean... I really feel like it's a great mission that Larry's doing. Um, I challenged uh, the people that I talked to. I love showing the videos and talking right. to people. And um, one of the things I, Larry always asks, what's your 50 and 30? Right. And um, I try to tell people like, hey, if you donate $50, whether it's one person or 10 people, if you could donate $50 and that can help the patients and, and support the 50 and 30, uh, that might be something that, that would help out. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we we encourage you to give that fifty dollars or five hundred dollars yeah. or five thousand dollars. Any amount. Yeah. Makes a difference. Go to the fifty and thirty dot org. You can follow on on his his Twitter feed at fifty and thirty five zero i n three zero. Um, you can go and follow. Go to our website alsphiladelphia.org or at ALS Philadelphia on social media to see other things as well. And he's hashtag 50 and 30 on mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, Periscope. Yep. Look, look for all those videos. Yep. All, um, mo- almost all the videos are on our on the 50 and 30 site at mm-hmm. this point. Uh, so Larry, after you left, he kept going. He's been to uh, um, Nevada. He's been to Washington. He's been to Montana. Alaska, Hawaii. He's been everywhere. He, he's got a few big stops left. Yeah. And uh, he'll be coming back here on August 30th. So look for the details that uh, here in the Philadelphia area. It's truly incredible what he's doing. And and we thank him for doing it. Well, thank you, Jamie, for taking up the challenge and joining him. 
And uh, again, everyone that's listening, go to 50and30.org and donate today.